So I'm excited to share with you about a two-way partnership. It comes out of Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 20. And I'd want to start with, uh, there are some persecuted followers of Jesus. I think that's part of, as I read through the 30 days of, of prayer, that uh, it touches on that theme, that there are people, as they start to follow Jesus, that, that cost them greatly. Uh, many of uh, Turkestan's persecuted believers meet quietly in homes or private settings an Uzbek believer says, we often face troubles, but still we're praising God. He continued, we have a saying. If you are arrested, praise God that you've not been beaten. And if you've been beaten, praise God that you've not been killed. And if you will have been killed, praise God. You're now with Jesus in heaven. That's a pretty incredible spirit, isn't it? Now that spirit is the same spirit that you find with Paul. I mean, persecution of believers, I mean, it's, it's not, it's like, it's really not, it's really not new. And so Paul, while he writes the letter to the Philippians, he's in, he's in prison. He is actually uh, facing persecution. But in that, like this Uzbek believer today, Paul, in the first century, he's praising God for where he is. Follow along as I read Philippians 4, 10 through 13. I've been having a great celebration in the Lord. I've been rejoicing much. I've been rejoicing greatly because your concern for me was once again, it's once again burst into flower. You were, of course, concerned for me before, but you didn't have an opportunity to show that concern. Now, I'm not talking about lacking anything. I've learned to be content with what I have. I know how to do without. I know how to cope with plenty. In every possible situation, I've learned the hidden secret of being full and hungry of having plenty and going without. And that secret is this. I have strength for everything in the one who gives me power. Paul is rejoicing because a group of people following Jesus in the small town of Philippi are concerned about their leader being in prison. They know that he's under stress. He's under pressure. Now, Paul makes the point really clear. You know, your concern has been revived or it's bloomed because I'm in prison. I also know that you were concerned for me prior to my imprisonment. So I've known that you've, you've, you've loved me. You've supported me in the ways that you could but my imprisonment is kind of ratcheted. I mean, we're at a different playing field here because I'm facing this pressure. Notice, I mean, it's really important. Paul is going to go on and talk about receiving gifts from them, but his rejoicing is not about gifts being sent. See, what Paul learned... When Paul says, I've learned the secret of being content 
the Greek word is, 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 is really a word about self-sufficiency. But you can't really self, say self-sufficiency because what Paul is really saying is, I have learned that Jesus will take care of me as I serve his mission. And whether I have a lot or whether I have little, whether I am pocho, full, or I'm hungry, whether it's, I, it really it doesn't matter, he's called me to accomplish something for me, and I know that he will give me the ability, the provision, the strength to accomplish what I need to accomplish. So I, I'm not rejoicing because gifts are coming. I'm rejoicing that the mission that's been assigned to me is being supported by others, not just me, myself, and I. See, he'll go on to say, verse 14 to 19, you did the right thing by entering into partnership with me in my suffering. Indeed, as people in Philippi know well, when the gospel was getting underway and I was moving on from Macedonia, so he's, he's in Philippi and Macedonia, and I was moving towards Corinth and Greece. That's, that's his movement. There wasn't a single other church except yourselves that entered into a two-way partnership with me. Now, that two-way partnership is about giving and receiving. Yes, when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help to me. Help to help me do what God's asked me to do, which is announce the kingdom of God. Not just once, but twice. Notice, I stress that it isn't the gift that I'm interested in. I'm not interested in the gifts. My concern is that you should have a healthy profit balance showing up on your account. For myself, I've received full payment. I'm well stocked up. In fact... I'm full to overflowing now that I've received from Epaphroditus what you sent. It's like a sacrifice with a beautiful smell. A worthy offering, giving pleasure to God. What's more, my God will meet all your needs too. Also, like he is with me out of his store of glorious riches in King Jesus. So let me emphasize what I believe that what the Holy Spirit is saying to us from this passage. The right thing for those following Jesus back then and right now is that we enter into a two-way partnership for the announcement of the good news of the kingdom. Now that partnership... I'm not inviting you to be in a partnership with me. Heavens, no. I'm not inviting you to be in a partnership with the vineyard, no. I'm inviting you to be in the partnership of announcing the kingdom of God that it is this partnership of giving and receiving debit and deposit. Now he explains what that is. By giving us an analogy. When we give toward the accomplishment of the mission that God has assigned to us, which is to announce the good news of the kingdom. That's that's the assignment. 
When we give toward that, whether that be giving time, whether that means giving talent, whether that means giving treasure, it, it means all of that. When we give, there is debit. There's no, you can't give without there being debit. He uses a wonderful analogy. It may not seem so wonderful to us because like animal sacrifice, that doesn't sound so good, but what are we going to do today when we grill? It's an animal sacrifice, so think about grilling. (laughs) You know, get beyond like the, you know, the slaughtering and the butchering, but think about when, when they put that meat on the altar and it start that, you know, I was at the Parsons this week and they grilled me a steak and I smelled that. You know, I had some of that savory fat. I mean, like, it was like, yeah. That Susan doesn't give me much steak anymore, so therefore. <laughs> I mean, I, ha- I had this experience. It was a beautiful smell. It was a worthy offering. I know God was pleased that I was eating a steak. <laughs> so when we give, yes, there is, sa- yes, there's a debit. Yes, there's a sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, there's no way around that. But look at it, it's like, it's like you're entering into what the people of history have done. God is worthy of giving sacrifice to. And this is what the incredible thing is, that once that, you're, if, you, if you will give, if we will give, we're entering into a partnership not with the church, not with the leader, but with God. Because that debit begins to result in deposits. My God will meet all your needs too. And he's already described, Paul's already described, I've I've received full payment. I mean, folks, he's in prison. But I've received full payment. I'm well stocked up. I'm full to overflowing. And even if you didn't send those gifts to me, which I'm very grateful for, I've learned to be content with what I have. Whether I have little or I have not, I don't. So out of God's store, of the glorious riches that are in Christ Jesus, we receive. With every debit, there is a deposit. Debit, deposit. Debit, deposit. So there is a way that we begin to have this balance sheet that we're thinking that should not work that way. But there is a God who begins to meet all our needs. So when we as a church look at adding to our like our pastoral team and like, okay, the finances aren't there. But we know that we, we, are, we are serving the mission. We're announcing the kingdom of God to our generation. I would like to suggest to you that that's a worthy cause to support. Not, not the people, but it's the mission that we're supporting. And as we as a community risk debiting, we risk giving, God is saying, hey, I will meet you in partnership because as you give, I'm going to deposit. And I'm going to deposit into each of your accounts and all of your accounts out of this richness 
of the storehouse that he has in Christ Jesus. So Paul ends all this saying, glory be to God and Father forever and ever. Amen. In hopes that we as people following Jesus get it. So if we don't, let me, let me spell it out maybe a little bit clearer in our community. One, I think that as a community, we're in a similar season of celebration. Easter morning, your concern for me in a medical distress, I mean, it elevated your concern for me and for our family above your regular concern. I mean, this community has been wonderful to me and to our family. There's been concern for us, care for us, but you know, when there was something that happened out of the, un- I mean, it's unusual, there was this elevation. I think that's exactly what Paul experienced. I feel like I got to experience that. And I think it's exactly the same. It, it is the right thing for us as a community to support the announcing of the kingdom of God to our neighbors and the nation. That's the right thing to do. So when we pass our basket... We're just saying, hey, community, this is our opportunity to enter into this partnership with God. We're not asking that you make sure my light bill is paid. We're not asking that you make sure that the building rent's paid. What we're saying is that those that are leading are helping us announce the kingdom of God, so we want to support them. The building serves the purpose of announcing the kingdom. Hopefully everything that we're doing is contributing to the announcement of the kingdom of God. Therefore, it's the right thing for us to contribute. And that same two-way partnership for the Philippians, well, it exists for us today. So that our giving, our sacrifice, our debits, in partnership with our receiving, our deposits, our God meeting all our needs out of his store of glorious riches in King Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be in that kind of partnership. And I would be like a, I would be like really a fool if I didn't say to you as a brother, sister in Christ, as a community committed to announcing the kingdom of God, folks, we don't want to miss out on this. And I, I just have to say, I just want to invite you to give, but to know why you're giving. To sacrifice, but to know why you're sacrificing. And then the other thing is, is to contribute because you know you're tapping into something that the church has been doing since its inception. Is that, is that, is that I mean, is it, are any bells going off? Any whistles? And then the end result is when we enter into this partnership and we begin to to sacrifice, we begin to give, there's debits, and then there's deposits, and we begin to see, hey, all of our needs are being met. And we know that it's coming from God. Then our praise, I mean, we just erupt. Oh, praise you, God, our glorious God and Father. So that's why I wanted to wait and pass the basket at the end. Because it's a way to say, hey, yeah, we are receiving gifts given. 
We recognize that there is sacrifice being made. We're very aware of the economic situation that most of us live in. But that's where the fun begins. Because there is a God that says, I understand where you are too. And I want you to learn that you can trust me. I want you to learn that I, want, I so want to give. But that giving from God, that those deposits, that's activated by our willingness to sacrifice. Our, our giving. We, I mean, I, this is one of those things I do think that God's saying, I, I, you, I, you need to take the step. You, you got to take a step. I mean, I'm, I'm going to follow up, I, but you're going to have to take a step. And we've had some testimonies. Well, it didn't seem like he took, he didn't, uh, didn't seem like he, but it was still the right thing to do. He'll, he'll come through. So, Kevin, would you bring our basket back? Thank you again for the steak. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> You know, I've done this long ago, long enough that there was one time that I was told, well, I, I don't think that, yeah, I mean, you're, you're like, we, we, we support you, so you really shouldn't contribute, like, to your own salary. I said, well, I'm not contributing my own salary. You're not, I'm not asking you to pay me. I, I'm here doing what I believe God's called me to do, which is to equip the church to announce the kingdom of God. And so, man, am I glad to contribute to that? Do I want to enter that partnership? You better believe I do. And you know what? In our most recent crisis, your concern for me resulted in full payment. You know, every debt we every debt we occurred for medical treatment been paid, paid in full. That was God through a community caring. I mean, it's incredible. Here's another gift for us that just came out of the blue. I mean, it's again, what can I say other than thank you, Daddy, for taking care of us. So I'm going to pass the basket again. Now, this is what's really important. When you give a gift, whether it's today or it's in midweek or it's next, whatever, whenever, you're not contributing to the pastoral team that was here. You're not contributing to keep our building open. We are contributing to the mission that has been assigned to us to announce the kingdom of God to our generation. When we give toward the mission of God, when we, when we sacrifice towards that, when, when that debit is made, I truly believe, as that's clear in our head, that's clear in our hearts, and again, the issue is not the amount. Decide what you want to give. In the Bible, be a cheerful giver. You decide. Nobody's going to knock on your door and say, hey, I want to tell you what you need to give. You You decide. You, you sit down with Jesus and say, what, what do you want me to contribute towards your mission? Let him direct your giving. And then just do it. 
week after week after week, however you do it, just do it. And then watch for him to begin to make deposits back into your life. Because I believe that's what he's inviting us into. So, Lord, here we stand. Again, just ordinary people. Believing that you've given us a mission to accomplish. An important mission. And thank you that through the years you've brought clarity to that mission. And thank you that today, maybe today is even, again, just this, this clarity of, oh, oh, I get it. So, Lord, we want to give, we want to give gifts today to accomplish the mission that you have assigned us. And, Lord, thank you for the partnership that you're inviting us to step into. You ask us to give, and your response is to deposit. (laughs) So, Lord, I, I just, I mean, all I can ask is that you're true to your word, and that, Lord, as we take this step, of sacrifice that we would then receive those deposits from you that sustain us, that meet all of our needs. Lord, my desire is that as a community of people, corporately and individually, each and every family, that we would know your provision into our lives, that we would know with confidence we're in this partnership of giving and receiving with you. So bless you, all praise to you in Jesus' name. So I'll pass the basket. Please contribute. Yeah, yep, yep. Wait, wait, wait. No, do not. Do not. Just one more testimony. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I'll try and make it quick. Most of the testimonies that we've heard of people who have started to give. Well, I have not started to give. I've given very, very, very little to this community monetarily. Uh, And I have a testimony of incredible abundance of God meeting my needs astronomically. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how God has blessed me, but I have not been giving. So what I wanted to say is to emphasize the idea of giving with a cheerful heart because I've still been missing out even with all the ways God has provided. I mean, we have it's only my salary, but we have for my family, but we have met and exceeded our bills, paying our bills and buying our food. In fact, it got to the point my husband is an alcoholic, and it got to the point where I was asking God to stop giving us so that my husband could see that we are struggling. But God has just been giving and giving. It's been incredible. And then, and then my husband stops drinking all of a sudden just a couple weeks ago. So when we give to this basket, it's not because we want something from God. It's because of his glorious riches in Christ Jesus, which I am pretty positive he's not saying he's got a nice fat bank account that he wants to give us from, although that could be true. The glorious riches are even even beyond that, and that's what I've been missing out on with all the abundance that I've seen in my life, with all the ways that God has blessed me monetarily, meeting my needs for the bills and the food. But he's also met my needs in being patient with my kids and loving my husband well. And to think that I've been missing out even more, it's, it's incredible. And me telling you that I give very little, I, that is a little embarrassing, but I don't really have any shame with it. I mean, I know I should and will give more, but I don't, we don't hold that with shame, right? Anyhow, so when we give right now, 
It really is. Because those glorious riches in Christ Jesus are something we have to want. We really have to want that, you know? It's, it's not enough just to give and hope. You know, we have to want it. And God absolutely, I mean, he says in his words that it's going to happen. It will, it will happen for us. So anyhow, now I'm going to bless it. Yours wasn't enough. <laughs> and um, that we would really, really give with, with a cheerful heart, wanting the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to say that I think God, like, overused that statement. I feel like I've heard it too much in the word. Like, the word sale is, like, overused in every store across America. We just get blinded to the word sale or the word glorious riches in Christ Jesus, or I do. And so I really want God to show us this week. I want him to humble us. With his glorious riches in Christ Jesus, I, I want us to be um, overwhelmed and um, not ashamed, but uh, but sad for ourselves that we've been missing out on his glorious riches, if we have been on his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So all this is now we all stand, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow, God, we are super happy to be <laughs> contributing. We, we praise you for how you, you will meet our needs. I am positive of that. Give to this basket or not, Lord. You will meet our needs because you are our Father. Lord, you reign, your reign on the just and the unjust. You clothe the flowers of the field. How will you not take care of your children? You will do it. So we set that aside, knowing, Lord, that we are completely and utterly taken care of. And so now we come to this basket. And we just, we overflow. Lord, we want to pour ourselves into this basket over and over again. For what have you given us that we cannot and should not give back? So, Lord, this week, we want to taste in your glorious riches. We want to know them. We want to be humbled by it. We want to be confronted with your majesty and your glorious riches in King Jesus. And so, just a, just a part of that. We put in here, Lord, and we praise you for what you'll do with it in our lives, in our community's lives. And even if we see no fruit, we will still do it because of the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. <laughs> and Lord, I, I just, I don't want to miss out anymore. I am so sorry for missing out. Thank you, King Jesus, in your great name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So as the basket goes, just thank God, praise God, bless each other. This is the way we'll end our time together. You may be seated. <laughs> Just waiting for Jenna to give the word. Isn't it great to have a person like Jenna? So as the basket finishes up, again, dads, enjoy your day. 
Uh, I hope there's a lot of grilling that's happening. And just think about that savory smell, you know, rising to our God in heaven. And enjoy time together. So God bless and thank you for our morning together.